Hey everybody and welcome back to the Off the Key Podcast. I'm your host Mac and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Garrett. Beep. And James. Boop. And today we are talking about the sophomore studio album from Albanian-American pop singer Ava Max, Diamonds, and Dance Floor. Diamonds are forever, but sometimes they're not. Ava Max, she's been getting a lot of buzz over the past few weeks since her uh, new album dropped. I was curious because it was getting a lot of buzz and a lot of people were making comparisons to like Lady Gaga and Dua Lipa. And I was like, eh, you know, she's getting like push now. I mean, like, I don't get the comparisons at all. Yeah, I think the Lady Gaga comparison is very shallow. I mean, it, at, at most, I could see like the presentation of her music being compared to Lady Gaga because like Ava has this kind of like larger than life, like really weird uh, outfit style. She wears a lot of very obscure, like, designer clothing. You know, her, like, Ava Max, Max cut. The, the whole thing with her hair being short on one side and longer on the other and kind of having a half bob. But honestly, the, the closer comparison, I would say, with her music would be, like, a Dua Lipa yeah. or, or somebody in that return to synth pop and dance pop that we're seeing during the 2020s. You know, we had, like, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa and The Weeknd with Dawn FM, you know, and, and even Charlie XCX is playing with a lot of 80s sound. I don't want to discount Ava Max as an artist, but I will be 100% honest when I say it's very hard to pick her out from a crowd oh, in, yes. in terms of her vocals, her songwriting. It's all very run-of-the-mill. No, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's very cookie-cutter. I do think she has a lot of flair, and the production she hops on is nice. I mean, the vocal performance is great, but it does have this really perfect pop sheen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that. I like the synths being used, and I like yes. the kind of house-esque dance beats that they present. I enjoy that. I don't like those parts, especially in like the pre-chorus and the chorus of some songs, where it has that acoustic guitar, like, do-do-do-do. It's like a Harry Styles, like a Jonas Brothers song. I don't like that, and I don't know why that's become such a trend in pop music. You get hints of that in, like, Olivia Rodrigo's music, but you also got to remember there are a lot of Disney stars that are big in the pop space right the, now. Yeah. The biggest example is, like, Sucker For You, that song. Yeah. That, I do not like that, especially when it's behind, like, some synths already. It's a thing where they're trying to create a rock or a funky kind of vibe, but it's too perfect. And so there's no real feel to it. There's no groove. There's no soul to it. It feels a little hollow, Sometimes almost like even... a jingle. But yes, she spent pretty much her entire teenage years trying to break into the music world. She moved to L.A. for a while, and then she moved back to South Carolina and then back to L.A. while she was trying to get big. She was getting rejected by a lot of labels for being underage. But eventually, around the early 2010s, mid-2010s, she would have an encounter with Canadian record producer Circuit, who she met at some kind of special event where she would sing Happy Birthday to him. And that actually led to pretty extensive collaboration history between the two. I mean, Circuit, I'm pretty sure he's appeared on all of Ava Max's work since then, including this album. She would release her debut single on SoundCloud, Anyone But You, in 2016, and, and actually gained some traction and led to some record labels reaching out to her, and eventually she signed a deal with Atlantic Records. During this time, she would achieve international success in 2018 with her breakout single, Sweet But Psycho. The song peaked in 22 countries, but most notably Central and Eastern Europe, as well as Australia. She is very popular in Europe right now. But yes, she would continue to chart in Europe throughout the next two years, leading up to her studio debut 
Heaven and Hell, who she has cited uh, Mariah Carey as a major influence for that album. I went and listened to Heaven and Hell, and I definitely agree. So fast forward to February of 2022, where Max began a cryptic promotional campaign for her next album by changing her signature Max cut to a cherry red shoulder length hairstyle and emphasizing a red and pink color scheme on her social media. And during an interview with Billboard, she revealed that she had worked on the album for the entirety of 2021, referring to it as the hardest year of her life. We have arrived at Diamonds and Dance Floors. It was released on January 27th, 2023 via Atlantic Records. One thing I want to note right away is there are a lot of writers on this. Yes. And all of them are like big, big pop songwriters. A lot of writers, a lot of producers, and some of the biggest masters and mixers in the game, at least for pop. All of these guys that are listed here, they have worked with Lady Gaga and Britney Spears and huge pop artists for the, over the past Miley 20 Cyrus, years. Miley yeah. Cyrus. You can easily understand why this album has so much of that 2000s and even earlier, like 90s pop sound, because it had all of these professional producers working on it. It's, yeah, yeah, this was definitely a big budget project. They brought it for the most part, but it needs it, more creativity. It needs from, more character. From, from Ava's side, yeah. they would have to do a Yalman's work to make this like an upper tier album. She's a good singer. She gives good vocals. I've actually heard several songs by her before that I did not know were by her. That I thought it was just by some other artist that I attributed, whether it be you know Duo or someone else. I did not know these were her songs. I'm just like, oof. That actually drives the point home. Yeah, that drives, <laughs> because I think the number one problem with this album is that she is easily substitutable. But you could replace Ava Max with uh, several singers today. Yeah, it would be almost the same thing, if not better. To extend on your point, you know, if I had to pick her out of a crowd, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I don't think like I a, could. a crowd of like if you gave me a row of pop singers and told me who is this, I don't think I'd be able to do it. We're not trying to reduce her music to you know, just some generic pop top 40 garbage. Cause I think there is some quality here. Like, especially on the production side, I do think there is a nice variety of dance music genres on display here. Maybe you're the problem. I really like that song. It's a nice little dancey 80 sounding pop song. The pacing of the album is pretty solid, but the quality of the tracks, I feel like it really goes in parts. I feel like the beginning is weak. The middle is the strongest part of the album, and then it kind of tapers off just a little bit at the end. But yeah, that middle, the middle part of the album has probably the tracks with the most identity. I really liked her performance on uh, Last Night on Earth. Yeah, that was my favorite track. Not only her vocal performance, but it's mainly the production for me. And that's largely how I feel about the album. The production really carries it for me. Very quality. I will say some of the beats are kind of mall, JCPenney core <laughs> yeah, some pop of music. Them. I actually think Diamonds and Dance Floors is the most bland track yes. on the album. <laughs> the title track is like, like super forgettable. I mean, it's nice when it's on, but I'm not going to remember it. I, I don't like Million Dollar Baby. I didn't like Sleepwalker. I liked In the Dark. I liked Hold Up. I actually liked Ghost and Last Night on Earth. The rest of them were kind of forgettable. I didn't really care for Cold as Ice. Yeah, That was actually my least favorite song on the record. Yeah. Mom was Sleepwalker, but that would be my second. Yeah, my problem with Cold as Ice was honestly the writing. 
I would say it's maybe a little more than a tinge of narcissism. <laughs> the lack of what is it, James? Authenticity. That's right. Or, right that, that's your that's your one pass. Yeah. It's the one time you can say it this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the last night on Earth is my favorite track, mainly because of the production. As I said before, the the opening, especially the opening, man, that is straight out of some dark dystopian cyberpunk Blade Runner shit, dude. I loved it so mm-hmm. much. To actually piggyback off of James' favorite terms, I think that in pop there's actually been a resurgence of like very personal, very authentic albums, at least songwriting. It's not been a wave. We're getting it more than we saw in like the early 2000s where almost everything was throwaway pop. You know, you have your, you know, some Harry Styles cuts, you have some Taylor Swift cuts, some Sam Smith cuts. We're getting more of that, but. I don't feel like we really got any of it here, even though it's marketed as that. Yeah. I mean, it's some fun dance pop. I like the nice spread of dance music that we get on this album, but it's nothing that I would write home about. It's so hard to talk about this album because there's so much that I don't love, but I also don't hate it either. No mid. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's the definition of mid, but it's, the best way I can describe this album is it's nice when it's on and there is some fun tracks, you know, let's gear it back a little bit and talk about some of the positives. You know, I do think there is a fun sound and atmosphere to the album. The production is creative and, and it's pretty varied. I don't, I won't call it, you know, revolutionary or mind blowing or anything, but it is a nice top 40 pop album. I wouldn't personally put this on, you know, I might save a track or two, but yeah, there's a track or two that'll probably go on the playlist and stuff, but it's really this album to me suffers the same fate as Unverano Sinti, and that it's it's great music for a certain setting, and that is on the dance floor or in a club or somewhere where you can enjoy it and dance to it. And I'm not saying you can't do that at home either, but it's good for a, like a certain situation. When I picture myself listening to this album, I imagine myself bobbing my head a little bit, and then that's it. Like, oh, that was nice, and then I move on with my day. It's just hard for me to really see her sticking out to her contemporaries. I mean, you have a lot of really great pop musicians right now. I mean, you have Charlie XCX, Dua Lipa, even Olivia Rodrigo. You know, a lot of these pop singers, Rita Sawayama even, Mm. that are really carving very distinctive and exciting lanes for themselves. And Ava Max kind of feels like, this is going to sound mean when I say it, but it's kind of the truth, but almost like a a B-tier pop artist, maybe even C-tier. Yeah, I get that. Making the production as crispy as possible, but they're not making her stick out. They're not sticking to her strengths. They're just have her, I don't want to say going through the motions, but you know what I'm saying? They're just a nice, even kill performance. They're not yeah. writing stuff for her to stick out, for her to play to her strengths, for her to carve her own niche. They're playing it very safe. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's a great way. That's actually a perfect way to describe this album, Garrett. It's just, it's safe, it's fine, and it's not adventurous. It's it's inoffensive factory pop. Well, And there's, there's plenty of art, of bigger artists that, that do play it safe. I mean... Swift's last album, Harry Styles, but they have enough a singing personality, and and B, they have very personal 
more emotional songs and more of a variety to their songwriting aspects that they could they could push that a little bit further. It kind of makes up for it a little bit, but Ava hasn't really developed yeah, that yet. Yeah, I think I okay. I think I've pinned it down like where where this album feels so bland to me, and it's definitely the songwriting. Yeah, the songwriting is very run of the mill. You know, it's a lot of songs about past relationships, post mortem of relationships, or some toxic aspect of one with kind of this like party like dance floor sheen over it but it's nothing that i haven't heard before and i don't want to get into this whole originality debate you know does the pop have to be super original and and, you know it doesn't music doesn't have to be groundbreaking and revolutionary all the time but this is just yet another series of pop songs about relationships and love and breakups and it's not sticking out enough it's not making a new and interesting take in that same subject matter to really, I don't, I don't feel character or presence from Ava Max. Cause we talked about this a long time ago that you don't need hyper specific examples of personal stories in your life, because then that's when you kind of lose the pop aspect. Cause you're not, it's not applicable to everyone, but you almost need a few lines of writing where that are almost hyper specific to kind of make it, feel like your own story in the songwriting, but also keep it, have an overall generic message that everyone can relate to. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a heartbreak song. Or this is a so on and so forth. I'd like to hear more from Ava herself. I think that's what we're all trying to get at here. I, we want to hear more. We want her to ditch the writing teams and make something of her own, put her own personal touch on yeah. the music. Who Who is Ava Max? Because I'm not really getting that from this album, other than, like, she's had a lot of tumultuous relationships. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know who actually puts a personal touch? I just thought of an example, and it's so dumb, but old Ed Sheeran, he would make a generic pop song about some kind of generic thing in a relationship, but he'd always have a few lines like, like, oh, you know, you know, I miss you know talking to you about your grandparents or something. Some weird that's a very hyper, really specific it's, line. And but it, it gives it more a personal it does, feel. And like, it really does. And that little thing is what makes it more personable, makes it sets it apart and sweetens the tea of the songwriting a little bit to make it feel like it's a a unique story, even though it's talking about very generic concepts. I agree with you, Garrett. I, I think she needs a lot more personality a lot more character to her songwriting and that would honestly i think fix a lot of the problems it's it's nothing bad this album is nothing terrible it's pretty inoffensive and you know there's some good cuts on here that i could recommend but honestly i've i've pretty much said everything i can say about yeah i guess we'll go ahead and get on our ratings i'll start i think ava max i understand why she's getting buzz right now she's got a really nice appeal she's got that quirky weird pop singer larger than life aesthetic that you'll see from people like you know madonna or lady gaga or beyonce even though those are kind of shallow comparisons you know i don't want to be as as reductive as some of the critics i've seen talking about her but there is just not a lot of character or flair or personality to this album and it's mainly from the songwriting i think the production is fine i think it's good top 40 stuff it is very engineered. It's very perfect, I guess you could say, in the production. It does sound great. 
and there are some good creative beats on it. Like I, I really like a lot of the production on this album and the, the different flavors of dance music that you get from it. But honestly, what Ava Max offers, I could get from somebody else like Dua Lipa, Charlie XCX and more and much better. Yeah, I think this album is just fine. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. There's just something to be said about an artist that has developed a lot of that following, but the team that she has right now is really kind of propping her up and not letting her grow organically to wherever that takes her. And I believe that it is, there's some good material here, but it's very, like Mike said, B tier, C tier, pop star stuff. And Honestly, I don't even think it's as good as her last album. I think her last album was better, even if it was only slightly. I won't say she's taking a step back, but she's not taking a step forward. It feel everything. It feels very stifled, even though the beats are good and the writing and producing team is doing a lot of heavy lifting. It feels very substitutable, and I would give it a five and a half. That was pretty much my rating at first listen. And that's going to be my rating now. It hasn't really changed. And I don't think it will change. For the most part, I sleep. Well, for me, I guess I was the most positive on the album, mainly because I enjoyed the production so much. The sound of this album is very, very, very good. Even though, it, yes, it has that really clean, perfect pop sound, it's still really fat and every single thing is perfectly tuned all the levels are excellent there's nothing that's too loud or too low you can hear everything very clearly and nice and a lot of the production choices are very very good especially on tracks like last night on earth those offer some really really interesting really dark sense that i thoroughly enjoy and there's a lot of 80s and 90s tinged throughout the album. So I just want to shout out some of the guys that worked on this. The aforementioned Circuit, the Canadian producer, as well as Connor McDonough and Burns. And it was mastered by Chris Geringer and mixed by Tom Norris. You guys did an awesome job. Ava, good job putting together a great team to work on your album. The vocal performances. Pretty good. There were some locations where I heard some auto-tune, but that was more for like a flare kind of thing, more of an effect, and I'm cool with that. Otherwise, yeah, the songwriting, very bland. There's no narrative structure. It's just a lot of one-off pop songs that are all just kind of put together on the album. The production here, it really wins it for me, and it's the only reason some I would go back to at least some of the songs in this album. So I'll give it a six and a half. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's fine. It's good. Top 40 pop. If you're looking for some good, fun, danceable pop music that you don't really have to think about. Here you go. Listen to this album. Otherwise, you know, in my opinion, take it or leave it. Any final thoughts, guys, before we finish up here? Good. All right. Well, this is off the key podcast and we're out of here. Thanks guys.
here. I just wanted to give a shout out to LaCrembo for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. See you later.